from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about how you can make your bedroom a romantic sanctuary for the two of you. And as we start today's show, I want you to listen to this quote from John Cleese. He says, to be creative, and I would add in your bedroom, you must create a space for yourself where you can be undisturbed, separate from everyday concerns. And that really comes true when your bedroom is a sanctuary, and that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage has been transformed or impacted, and they've seen so much growth. And this hug comes from an email we received that said, we had such an amazing and beautiful time at your conference. Mm. I loved that I got to experience this with my husband. I listen to your podcast and read a lot of books about marriage on my own, but this was different because I had my husband by my side. I loved learning with him by my side. Thank you for all the words of wisdom and for your genuine love and passion for what you do. And I'm going to say this. Hey, we all may be quarantined right now in this season. We're going to get back to doing our live events. Absolutely. You better believe it. We're believing for that. We're praying for that. And we are going to declare that because you know what? We're going to come out of this stronger together, you guys. And we're going to make sure that once this is all cleared up and we can see everybody again, we're going to put one on the books. It's probably going to be here in San Diego. I'm going to just say that because we can make it happen here in San Diego quicker than anything. Um, But we'd love to come to Dallas. So if you know a church in Dallas that we could even be talking with right now, let's talk to them now because it's going to take us months to get these things Mm -hmm. together. So let's get that conversation started now so we can make it happen when we come out of this. Awesome. Awesome. And like Tony said, you know, we are in the space of being quarantined. And so right now there is more time being spent at home than probably ever in your marriage. For for those of us who are non-essential, working from home. For those of us who do work from home and now maybe a spouse who was at the office is at home or maybe you had a business Mm -hmm. and you had to shut down your business office or whatever it may be, but you're at home. You know, again, I'm going to, I'm going to say it to all of those on the front line, to, to those of you who are doctors, nurses, paramedics, first responders, our, our police officers, all that you're doing. Thank you so much because we appreciate it. And, and you are living a, a bit of a different life and Absolutely. Y- right now, and yet you can still make your bedroom a sanctuary. And that's, that's what we're talking about here, right? Because there's all this time for, I would say the majority of folks are spending more time mm-hmm. at home, oh, yeah. which means that you're, you're dealing with being in all of these rooms that, you know, are all the time right? Especially your bedroom, your bed, just because people are around more, especially, you know, if you've got kids and stuff, you're in this place where everybody's just trying to find their space. And the bedroom is one of those places that's being used more now. And and you're walking into it and you're doing all these kinds of things. And ideally the bedroom, your bedroom specifically would be the place where the two of you sleep and have sex, like dual purpose. There you go. But only 
those two purposes. And maybe, you know, you may have your, your, your chair in the corner though, where you, you do your reading and, 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 like and things yeah. of that nature. So I would say in some bedrooms, just like ours, I mean, we have our chair. It's not mm-hmm. just a, a sleep in a sex bedroom. I mean, we do other things in there as well. Right. But here's what we're hearing from the one family in terms yeah. of what else is going on in the bedroom. Let's go. There. Right. So, so we've kind of got this like the retreat area idea. We've got this, you know, sleeping and sex, but we heard from all of you that the bedroom has become a place where the kids sleep and they have all their toys, where the laundry, both clean and dirty is getting all piled up where there's clutter everywhere. Mm. Uh, there are more screens than people. Wow. So just, just pause on that for a second. You got, you got more screens in there than, than there are people that spend time in there. That, that number should never be inverted like that. The treadmill or some other piece of equipment is taking up a lot of space. Mm -hmm. Maybe the dogs have more space in your bedroom than you do, or it's just out of date and it's not the sanctuary that you want it to be. And Tony and I actually went back and I was like, okay, when's the first time that we talked about bedrooms on Mm -hmm. the one extraordinary marriage? I mean, we've been doing this show. If you're brand new, we've been doing this show for 10 years. The first episode that we ever talked about the bedroom was episode 32 which was, we asked the question, is your bedroom a sanctuary? So that's gone all the way back to our first year of podcasting. So if you go back and listen to it, just remember we were 10 years younger at that point in time. That was was the first six months. Yeah, yeah, which is so crazy to me. But the crazy thing about the bedroom is that it's the room that most people aren't going to see. But because we don't go around like, you know, people come over and you don't, you know, you don't say, hey, come and check out my bedroom. You're like, no, look what we did to the living room or we did a remodel in the kitchen. Nobody ever talks about their bedroom. Mm-hmm. And yet it's the room where the two of you spend the most time together, mm-hmm. which is really kind of an interesting thing because I, I just want you to think about a few questions as we're talking about this. Is it a room that you actually want to go into? Now, when I read that whole list of things that, you know, people are talking about and, you know, what their room looks like. And our bedroom has looked like that over the years. I'm like, there were times when I didn't want to go into my bedroom. You know, ask yourself, is it a sanctuary where we can get away from the stress of the world? Just like John Cleese, that quote from John Cleese, where where we have those spaces where we can get away from the distractions, where we can get away and we can be creative. Well, in our first book, Stripped Down, we have a chapter in there called From Radio Shack to Love Shack. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you who are... You know, we were born in the 70s. We remember Radio Shack. And Radio Shack, I think, is still around, but it's probably going to be taking a hit with what we're dealing with and was taking a hit before what we were dealing with. So Radio Shack used to be that place that we went to for all of our electronics. I mean, we used to go there to buy batteries, and then it had, like, all the the cables and the little widgets. It It was like Best Buy before Best Buy, but smaller. Yes. Let's just put it, that's what Radio Shack. And then Love Shack came from the famous B-52 song, I was actually going to say B-52s and impress you that I knew that that was B-52. <laughs> so, and it came from that B-52 song. And so in our first book, Stripped Down, we we talked about that. From taking that room from Radio Shack, this place of technology and computers and TVs even back in the day, mm-hmm. yes, to this love shack, this place where we got to hear the rain on the tin roof and have fun under it. <laughs> so if you want to pick up that book, you can go to com slash strip down. But that's where it really started. And it's something that we've been working on in our own marriage over these last 10 years, for sure. Well, over the last 23. I mean, 23, if, if you want to yes. take it all the way back to the beginning, like I remember, I remember us buying our first, you know, bedroom furniture and we were so proud, but we got like, like the cheapest oak furniture 
that we could buy because that's yeah. what we could afford, but we that's were so we, proud of it. But, but it was boring and it was Oak and it, it was, was just, it's like just dark. Wow. Yeah. No, it's just kind of that like, like neutral Brown color. And uh, yeah. And so we had that bedroom and then, you know, we had the rental apartments where like one whole wall was all mirrors. So like, even if you had, a, you know, thought you were hiding your mess on the far side of the bed, like I've been known to do, you could see it because the mirrors reflected everything. And then, you know, our first home that we bought where we decided to do a, a remodel on it. And I remember having that wall knocked out for a little bit mm-hmm. where, you know, it was like plastic. You know, well, we took we out the, took, sl- we took the slider out and we put windows in instead, but we were at, you know, we had the studs exposed and we had yes, the plastic wrapped around it. And you, you know, you're living in a place where that's a remodel or, or one of the bedrooms that we've had over the years that had, it was just this extremely large bedroom with high vaulted ceilings. And it didn't matter how much we put into it. It just didn't the, the I'm Deerwood like, house. Oh, Deerwood. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Where it just never felt like cozy because there was so much space. Yeah, that was an interesting room. It was just a really, really big bedroom. And, and now being in a place where, and just so y'all know, it's taken us about 20 years to figure this out, which is why we're sharing it with you now. Because now we're in a bedroom that, like, it's a good size and we've got good color. We've got great artwork in there, namely because we have an, a daughter who's an artist. But it's actually, like, this is probably the first time in all of our years together that when I walk into our bedroom, it feels like a retreat. Mm-hmm. It feels like that opportunity to get away. We have conversations in there and, and we have to acknowledge, even though it's a room that most everybody else isn't going to see, your bedroom is so important. And it doesn't need to take you 20 years like it did us to get there. Cause we're going to get to some of the steps you can take to make it that love shack, make it that sanctuary right now, no matter where you are. Please don't let it take 23 years. Yeah, please. Like, like listen to this show, implement some of the ideas we're going to share a little bit later and, and, and short, shortcut that way. Yep. Shortcut that. Cause I was actually, I had a conversation with my coaching clients the other day and they're in the middle of a remodel and we were talking about like, what rooms are they tackling and, and mm-hmm. what are they doing? And they've got, you know, stuff everywhere. And so I just, I asked them to pause cause they were like, well, we got to get the kitchen, you know, like get the clutter out of the kitchen. And I said, time out, time out. Um, there's two of you and your children. So like your kitchen's always going to have stuff in it. Like, let's just be honest, but your bedroom, like go to your bedroom and make that a sanctuary because at the end of the day, when you're done working on the remodel, when you're done working your jobs, where do you go? You don't go hang out in the kitchen. you go to bed. And so that whole idea of tackling your bedroom and making that be a sanctuary is actually a gift that you give to yourself because it's, it's that opportunity to just go, oh, okay. Like you walk into your bedroom and you, you can literally feel your, sh- when it becomes a sanctuary, you can feel your shoulders drop when you cross the threshold. When you come to your door, it, it, I just got, I got to stop here for a second. Cause like there have been so many times when I walked to the door of our bedroom and it even happened this morning before we podcast, because now that we've been, now that we've been home, Mm-hmm. Uh, on this regular basis, I've been actually been getting up and some of you may cringe when I say this, but I've actually been getting up and making the bed, not normal Elisa behavior. And this morning I had to be out of the house early because I was trying to take care of something. And so I got up, Tony got up and the bed didn't get made. Mm-hmm. And so even before we got ready to podcast, I'm like, Oh, I walked into the bedroom. It doesn't feel peaceful. So let me actually make the bed. So honey, if you walk into our bedroom, the bed is made because like all of that, not, being organized and stuff actually i'm noticing that it has an impact on me okay 
And, and I wonder, I wonder how many, free, how many of you have that same reaction, whether it's to the clutter or the bed not being made, because when all of that stuff is out and around, can you get into the headspace to be able to have sex? Mm. Or are all of those piles, the TVs, the computer, the home office, the treadmill, are all of those becoming something that keeps you from being able to get your head in the game? You know, and I was thinking even through this as we were preparing, and one of the things that really impressed upon me that I think we need to make sure we do is get the work out of our bedrooms. Mm. Like to the best of your abilities. Yeah. I mean, if you're a business owner and you're, you're pouring over financials before bed and then you're putting those sheets down on your nightstand, how's that impacting you? How's that, how is that impacting what you're able to do? And even how are you able to sleep mm-hmm. with and next to your spouse? I mean, I remember there were times when I would bring that stuff in and in having that there, that physical representation of it impacts us. And so maybe it's, hey, you know what? You have your office space, wherever that may be. Out, My office space for the longest time was on our dining room table. Mm-hmm. It, it was. We have a formal dining room and then we have our, our normal dining. And, and I would leave all myself on that formal dining room table. Like, what are we bringing in that needs to be pulled out? out Mm -hmm. because it really is having that impact on how we're able to connect. And there are a few key areas that you all talked about that we need to address before we kind of get into the strategies here. But, but if there's too much stuff around, it may be keeping either him or her from being fully present. And so you need to, you need to stand in your bedroom doorway and take a look is the reason I'm having difficulty engaging because there's too much stuff in our bedroom. Another area that people brought up were the kids. And I know, I know that there are families that co-sleep and I know that there are families that are sharing a room with their kids due to circumstances. But if the kids are cramping your style and like making it hard for the two of you to connect, it may be time to have the conversation on how are we going, how are we doing this? Right. Don't just assume that it works for you because it may not be working for you. You got to have a conversation. And if you have more screens in your bedroom than you do people, that's, you know, I mean, it could be anything from the phone, the TV, the tablet, the computer, the Kindle, the Apple watch, the Google watch, the, I mean, I probably haven't even looked, the video game systems and things like that. Take a minute Mm. and ask yourself, are my eyes, am I giving as much attention to my spouse as I am to all of these other screens when we're in our bedroom? Like we haven't had a TV in our room ever. ever. We have had iPads, we, yeah, but we've moved those all out. But you have to look in your room right now. If you have the ability to just pause the show and walk to your bedroom door, do so and open your bedroom door and just look at it and say, what's the first thing that I see that has to go in this room? Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. 
I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. I'm so glad that some of you took the opportunity to do that. Some of you may be driving or you may not be in a place where you can actually go do it, but you know, as soon as I said, stand in your doorway, you know you got an image of exactly what needs to go. And, and it's good because doing that, like that's the first step. And I want to just say right now, right now, we have time. If there's one thing even Elise and I are doing, I mean, we're truly, it's springtime. This is spring cleaning. We do not have sports on Saturday. We do not have sports in the evenings anymore. We're not driving kids to and fro. It's amazing how that opens up some time. Mm -hmm. And this may be that, that blessing that you didn't see before, but now you can see it and go, oh, wait, you know what? Saturdays are free because we're not at the field. I know you'd love to be at the field. Believe me, we'd love to be, we'd love to be watching our little one play volleyball. We'd love to see Alex, you know, out there practicing. Yes. And yet that that's not right now. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do to free up that space when we have the time right now? And be in that place where, where you go into this as a team. Right, this whole idea of making your bedroom a sanctuary, this is an, another opportunity, especially in this gift of time that we're calling coronavirus, to go, okay, how can we get on the same team with this? So, uh, you know, if you've been listening to the show, if your, your spouse has been listening to the show, schedule time for a conversation and say, okay, to the best of our ability, how do we get whatever that one thing is? And, and he may have a one thing and she may have a one thing. How do we get that one thing out of their bedroom? Mm, okay. Right, so we're having a conversation. Like don't, I mean, some of you may just arbitrary because your spouse doesn't care, in which case- good on you. But if your spouse does care, please have the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then sit with your spouse and say, how do we want our bedroom to feel? What is that? Like when I stand at the better, the doorway to our bedroom, what do I want to feel looking into my bedroom? That's the question you have to ask yourself. So for some of you, you may want it to feel romantic, maybe peaceful. Like some of the words that came up were like a retreat or a spa, cozy, relaxing. This is not Tony and Elisa telling you you know, it has to be our definition of romantic. It's the two of you sitting down and saying, what is our definition of a sanctuary? What and, does that mean to us? And don't put the limitation on you for, for Elise and I, we're, we're not designers. Like oh, yeah. we're, we're not, we're not the, the home designers, planners. That's not us. And we had to overcome that and allow ourselves to go, what's this look for us? Mm -hmm. And then we were, we were blessed to have some really good friends who are, who helped us out. And so in this time, hey, there's a thing called Pinterest. Go pick it out. Go look for those things that will make it. And then depending on where you are, if you're owning, hey, you can paint all you want. You can take down walls. You can do that. If you're renting or leasing, it's a little different. So you're going to have to look at where you're at to make those determinations. Either way, owning or renting or leasing a place or even living with your parents at this point in time because of where you're at, possibly in the circumstances, you can still make it your place. Mm -hmm. 
you can. Elisa and I have been renting now since 2012. Every place that we've lived in since then, we've made it our place. We, we've done certain things, and we'll share a little bit about our room here in a little bit. Absolutely. And, you know, as, as you start to talk around what that feeling is going to be, there may be a few other things that you're like, yeah, we could, we should probably take those out of our bedroom as well. Right. So, so start doing it. Don't just talk about what needs to change in your room. This is the time where you actually like walk into your bedroom and, and you do something. Okay. So here's one that I, I, I hear from folks. If you have a treadmill or an elliptical or something of that nature that has clothes all over it and has become like a, a rack to dry your clothes or something, or even another, like almost like a, an outdoor closet because you're hanging things all over it that needs to go. If you, if you haven't used that thing in over a year, this is, this is just something that Elise and I do all the time. If we haven't used something in a year, it's either being sold, donated, or given away. Like, I get it. You spent five, $600, $1,000 on that treadmill. You used it and now it's no more. So let's move on and, and give it to somebody who's going to use it. Get that thing out of your place. If you have a TV, here's, here's something. You may not want to, to move the TV out of the bedroom. Got it. Find a, or make a cover for it. Mm-hmm. Make a cover. It could be black. It could be white. Whatever it is, and paint on it, man. Make it colorful. So get that thing up there, so that way it's not like this glaring tube at you. Mm. So now you actually have some art, something that's maybe peaceful or romantic or whatever you desire there. So those are those are my two big ones. I'm, I'm picturing people painting over their TVs right now. Not uh, painting over. Well, like over a cover. Yeah. Yeah. I no, mean, no, no, no. It's, it's a project. Right. Now, now a, you're bringing them together. Like I'm it's just, good. I'm just giving you that idea about that it, it, it's sitting there. And if you're, and if you're looking to have a peaceful room, having that big the TV sp- may not be it. Having a TV there isn't it, but you still want it there because you do find peace in that mm-hmm. being with your spouse, but just looking at it all the time doesn't. So a nice cover, paint it, do something with it. So that way you have that visualization of like green, blues, yellows, whatever that peaceful color is for you. Well, and that brings up a really good point because it's not just taking rid of, getting rid of stuff. It's actually figuring out what do you want to bring in, mm-hmm. right? It, it, you know, we're not just eliminating things from your bedroom. It's like, what do we, like I asked the question, I'm like, what do you want to add? Because that, like what Tony was just saying, decor is a huge easily done aspect of changing a bedroom. You can add artwork. That's why I was kind of giggling when you said that, because a lot of people said, you know, we want to have more artwork. Mm-hmm. We want to change up the artwork. We want pictures of us. We want to bring in plants or change the curtains or add candles and all of those things. And this is the beauty of the day and age that we live in. Most of those you can order online and have delivered to you in keeping with all of the perfect social distancing rules that we are abiding by at this point in time. Right. But but you can do that. You, with a couple of clicks, you can start to change the decor in your room. A lot of you mentioned bedding. Mm-hmm. You want new bedding, different textures. You want more blankets and pillows. Somebody even mentioned the fact that, that their husband had hit the pillows. So, you know, I get it. They're... Pillows, guys, if you're listening and you're you're just... Like too many pillows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it gets overboard, it gets a little much. It's like, oh my gosh. And ladies, here's one of your things. I actually share this with the, the couple I was talking about with their bedroom the other day. Like when you get it all situated and you know what you want it to look like, take a picture, print out the picture and say, this is what our bedroom looks like. And this way, you know, he can help. Don't just have this be like her bedroom mandate. 
involve your husband in it, but give him a guide so he's not trying to figure out which pillow goes where. Just print it out, make a picture, make mm. it easy. The the candles are super simple. You can get the um, the flameless ones now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get a salt lamp. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Amazon shop. We have these items there, especially even bedding. We have bedding there. We have pillows there. And these are from those of you in the one family who've said, hey, we really like these. These are really good. They're quality. They, they've they made our bedroom a sanctuary for us. So we've put tons of items mm-hmm. in there for you to look at and determine. And then you can, you know, shop on your own for other items that may be of of use and helpful to make that room a sanctuary. Another thing that you just mentioned there when you were talking about the salt lamp and stuff, a lot of people want to change the lighting in their bedroom. Yes. Right? You may just have the the on-off switch with, you know, the, it's either dark or it's not. Uh, a lot of people talked about wanting dimmer lights or adjustable lights, some reading lights, all, all of these different types of things. And again, we have a lot of time on our hands right now. So it might be worth a trip to Home Depot or ordering the dimmer light switch and, and replacing your light switch during this time to say, what, what does it look like if we can just have soft light? People mentioned twinkle lights, which we actually did Christmas lights in our last house where we wrapped mm. the Christmas lights around our headboard, the little white lights. Yep. I, I've seen little white lights. I've seen the color lights. I've seen, you know, people have sent us pictures of like, like the, um, the strands of lights, like, I don't know. It looks almost looks like a wall of lights oh, that they yeah, hang yeah, behind yeah, yeah. their bed. And it's just, gotcha. you know, probably a 12 or six foot strand. And so think through those things. You may actually have stuff like in your Christmas box or, or in other places that you can bring into your bedroom that change the feeling. And you're like, Oh, lights, this is awesome. And that's that exchange of let's get rid of those items that don't bring the peace, the romance, the, the, the fun, the love, what we desire in there, and let's switch it out right. with items that we do have in our house. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay to to have those items and be like, "Wow, here here we go. Let's let's use those lights that are sitting in our Christmas box mm-hmm. that we only pull out for once a month, maybe more for some of you, but we pull out for only that month when we could be using those all year long." And I will tell you that interior designers and home stagers always look around homes for things that they can repurpose and use. Mm-hmm. In a, so you can be you can be your own interior designer. Mm-hmm. Do it yourself. Other things that people mention, fireplaces, especially like the electric fireplaces yes. that you can order on Amazon and you can have that there. And so it just, you know, the crackling of a fire. It's kind of a nice thing. The soft glow of light. Everybody looks good in firelight. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. But people also mentioned, you know, bringing in diffusers and aromatherapy. What are those scents that when you walk into your room, I know this from when um, Tony and I went to the Ritz. Oh my gosh, like a year and a half ago now mm-hmm. up in Laguna. And they like, there is a very, they even sell it. There's a very particular like combination of scents that they pipe into the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, in enti- the, guest rooms, the entire hotel. The hotel. Right. And you can tell, like you walk in and you're just like, Oh, you take a deep breath and you're like, oh, there's something special here. And so Tony, or no, it wasn't Tony. It was our, the concierge, concierge. who gave us a little spritzer bottle of, you know, the Ritz Carlton scent. And so what is that for the two of you? What is it that when you walk into your room because it's going through the diffuser or you turn it on on those nights where you're initiating, you're like, oh, yeah, this is us. See, we, we can't take for granted that our bedroom is important. 
we, we talk about it, you know, we're always talking about sexual intimacy and physical intimacy and all of these different types of things. And we talk about the connection between, between husband and wife, but what's the connection that the two of you have to the room where you're doing that? In? Mm-hmm. Is it a place that, you know, could you create an environment in your bedroom that actually makes you want to go there and makes you want to spend time there and makes you want to be intimate in that space with your spouse? Yeah. And for us, just real quick, it's not overboard. We have our bed, king size, California, no, Eastern King. So it's wider above it. We have an amazing painting that our amazing daughter made. It was a Christmas present for Elisa, their Aspen trees. And it brings us back to that place of when we first met 25 years ago and going to the Aspens. Um, that fall mm-hmm. in Winter Park area. We have another one of her paintings. That it, our room is about peace. Yeah. That's what we want it. We want it to be peaceful and romantic. So there's that little bit of a combination. We have another painting of hers. We have on my nightstand, we have the sound and sleep machine. We'll have, I usually have some sort of a, the spray, sometimes a diffuser. The diffuser send, tends to go back and forth just depending on who's using it. Yeah. So that's my nightstand. On our dresser, we have this great mirror big mirror that just sort of covers the whole thing. But on that, that's where we have our flameless candles. Mm -hmm. We have some other candles there. The salt lamp's there right now, but the salt lamp has sort of moved around a little bit as well. And then you have on Elisa's nightstand, typically we have all the lubes and all those things there, but that's that romance side of making our bedroom our sanctuary Mm -hmm. as well. And so it's not a lot. We tend to try to move things off the bed quickly. Like Elisa said, making the bed is a a newer thing and it, it is... It is amazing because of that piece that we do feel when we go into it. There's not a lot of clutter. I mean, I have like my uh, my push-up stands for those those two down there because I do push-ups in there. But other than that... I can promise you by, by the time you all listen to this show, there'll probably actually be less stuff in there because we're getting ready to do some spring cleaning mm-hmm. on our upstairs, which is where our bedroom is. But we also have a chair. We have an oversized chair and our footstool Yes. It, is our liberator uh, flip, flip ramp. ramp. Yep. So it doubles as, you know, footstool and, you know, kids don't know what it is and, and it's all good. Yeah. And, and a blanket and that's it. Mm-hmm. That, that is our, if like, if you walked into our bedroom, that's what you would see. Because of who we are exactly. and what we want to experience. So you guys have to sit down though and go, what's the one thing we want in this bedroom and start going after it. Mm-hmm. So that's the big thing. So this week, Hey, take your time, go through your room. Look at it from, just look at it and then just go, this is what we want. This is what I want. This is what you want. Come together and start one thing. Hey, it may mean just picking up the laundry. It may mean it's time to move that treadmill and that elliptical out of the room and into the garage or give it to somebody or put it for free outside on, on the sidewalk, whatever that may be for you. We're believing. And we know that you can turn your bedroom into the sanctuary you desire. Have your guys a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.